Welcome to You Did What? The podcast which analyzes all things marketing. Your hosts, Shari Lambert and Jim Thompson, debate current brands, strategies, and actions. Welcome to a special episode of You Did What? The podcast looking at marketing for better or for worse. Today is definitely for better. Sherry and I are fortunate to be joined by a very successful exec, Deb Harding from Microsoft. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's very great to have you here. And I just want to say thank you again for sharing your expertise with the students today at the marketing conference. I know they all really appreciated it. I heard comments as you were presenting from the students at my table, and they were very enthusiastic and scared. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we jump right in? Since we're in academia, I'll make that the first question. There's lots of conversations about whether AI should be allowed or not allowed in academia. I know I'm fine with it. I think, sure you are too. But um, I'm sure there's been conversations at Microsoft about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, every institution is different, right? Um, I actually have two sisters that are in... um, uh, school districts, and you know they have their very distinct um, approach to it. Um, universities, um, again, similar similar approach. Everybody's got a different different slant on it. My my philosophy around it is um, you could use it like um, a citation, right? Like a bibliography. Like this was augment. This paragraph was augmented, or um, I used ChatGPT for this this uh-huh. this content. Um, I think academia is a little bit more scared of having like full content being um, submitted as if it was their own work. Yeah. And that's not that's not right. So if there's a way in which students can use it as a tool to get started and then add their their voice, um, you know, it, it, I talked at the summit today about how like using it to generate content is different than using it to be more productive and getting skills and information. So as long as there's that disclosure from students, um, it, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. But again, every institution is different and there's like a complete debate around it. Yeah. So it really does depend. Um, it, the honor system really is not something that you'd want. There's a lot of different ways to approach it. So I, I feel like if you have a specific clause and and a process, it should be something that um, each institution or university should consider. Yep. Yeah, and for me, um, I have students researching topics and then doing a video mm-hmm. uh, and posting it on a discussion board and then all the other students watch it. So for, from my perspective, having AI as a tool mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier for them to research the topic and figure out what they want to include in their presentation, their short form video or not. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, when you yeah. use it for like that in that scenario, you do have citations and sources like you would, yeah. you know, a book. So, yeah. So when you look back at your career, what's like your the favorite job that you had? Oh, gosh. Well, um, I mean, I would say this one now because I'm having so much fun with customers and creativity, but um, I talked today about um, when I was in uh, IoT, Internet of Things, and I spent um, three to four years um, kind of envisioning and being really creative about um, how to get, you know, how to light up new data sources by putting a device on an object. Or it, it, was, pre- it was the most creative time that I've ever had with um, customers. And it's very similar to AI, meaning there was this tech, a new technology that everybody got, everybody got excited about, right? 
They didn't know how to use it. A lot of my discussions with them was like coming up with use cases. They never had trouble coming up with use cases. It was a matter of looking at, okay, well, what's the um, you know least amount of effort and the most amount of value to your organization? And then we would focus on those. So that's that that was super fun, and I'm seeing it re- being repeated in the AI space. What's more fun now is that um, you know I'm talking to you know CEOs, and you know whereas before I was like you know with my hard hat and in in in, <laughs> uh, in factories uh, or just really just talking to technology yeah. folks. With the AI job that I have now and the team that I'm my lead, it's really like super um, strategic and game-changing for the organization. So um, I guess I would say both of those. Nice. Yeah. I have to digress for a second yeah, on something ahead. you mentioned. In yeah. 2008, I was, um, with, I was on the board of the Advertising Research Foundation. Mm-hmm. It was a central research group in the U.S., and we had our board meeting at Microsoft, uh-huh. and we got to go to the store, I mean, the home of the future. Uh, and yeah. that was amazing because mm-hmm. so there's all these things, some of which came to fruition, some yeah. not, but just seeing it in one place holistically was really, really interesting. Yeah, we actually have, um, we did, and I'm sure it's updated since COVID, but we actually had the retail of the future, right? And so uh-huh. you would walk through, it's a huge like factory that we kind of um, tripped out with all the technology that's possible in retail, like art of the possible that you could tangibly touch and mm-hmm. see and experience, and it was so fun. It was so fun. So yeah, I totally get what you yeah, <laughs> you're experiencing now. So um, let's go back to when you were talking to the students just a little bit ago. Um, when you're looking to recruit someone for your team, mm. uh, what's more important, uh, attributes or personality and and um, and work style? So that's such a good question. Um, I definitely get a gut feeling on like attributes, right? Um, so. A lot of people on paper can have similar skills. What I'm trying to search for is like a passionate learner, somebody that's very flexible and be able to work on a team well. Um, I'm actually wor- uh, looking for a little bit of um, humility, right? And it's because, you know, the collaboration uh, aspect of it is really important. You collaborate with your, your peers, you collaborate with your field sellers on my team, and then your customers. So um, attributes are really important. I mean, I can, I can find, so I can teach. There's a lot of things you can teach. And then there's the innate um, characteristics are really important. Mm-hmm. So I would say attributes. Nice. Yeah. One of the things you brought up in your talk today was that AI and innovation are a team sport. Yep. That kind of goes to what you were talking about collaboration as yeah. well. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, and do you see, so we, we, both of us being marketing professors, do you see AI and the other tools that are out there now really helping marketers? I mean, they're not replacing marketers' jobs. Yeah. But do you see it helping in that that profession? Yeah. And uh, yeah, in the creative marketing space, um, it's really the the technology is really helping marketers kind of hone in on their expert tasks, right? Mm. So. Um, you know, some of the some of the uh, things that they need to do as far as like, let's say, image creation or content creation, it can really help them get started 
um, by using the technology. Um, you know, a lot like, <laughs> I mean, just a simple example, and this, this isn't necessarily super deep with marketing, but like I was looking for an image the other day that um, was specific to AI, and I could just go into the technology of Dali and just ask it to create me an image of That's a human, fantastic. a human with AI and, you know, with the, the, the like a, a clear image instead of going to like Bing images and finding one that has like some watermark over it that I can't use mm -hmm. um, or getting a stock photo and paying for that. I could, I could actually, actually ask for it to create it. That's amazing. Yeah. So then I was back to what I was doing. Um, from a marketing perspective too, this technology is really allowing us to focus on customer experience. Okay. I talked about that um, in the discussion today about um, creating this personalization, um, creating this sense of um, more, for lack of a better word, like this closeness with technology, mm -hmm. right? You know, with that conversational capability mm -hmm. back okay. and forth, like all of a sudden I'm feeling like you get me through your app, wow. <laughs> yeah. through your app, excuse me. Um, whereas before, you know, I might get frustrated if something was flat. Mm -hmm. And so you start to kind of create that stickiness and loyalty or enhance the loyalty by infusing that yeah. tech. I um, think that's amazing because you talk about like that stickiness and kind of using it. We push so much as marketers and branders is one way that you can really resonate with the consumer mm -hmm. is to be authentic. Yeah. And have, that, have that part of your storytelling, mm -hmm. right? And I think that AI might enable you to, to get close to them. Yeah, and um, one of the other examples I talked about earlier was um, the, and you, you're kind of getting more intimate with it, like with the custom neural voice that I talked about, mm -hmm. right? So to be able to, if you have an iconic figure uh, or voice uh, or individual in your company and you create the, the, like an avatar with the custom neural voice and you feel like you're actually talking to them, Oh my God. With a bot. It's right? like a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, it's like a one-on-one. -on -one. Like if you're a big retailer and you've got like a, you know, Tommy Bahama, if that's a person. Um, I don't even know if it is. So I don't know. We either. could fact check that. But that's good. But like, so if you wanted to talk to Tommy and get some style advice and have talk to his avatar, like that would be, that's, that's a really good way of like feeling like you're actually talking to the brand mm -hmm. rather than have the brand be kind of one dimensional. It can be three, three or four dimensional. And so, that's great because yeah. we always push this whole brands have persona, personas, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's really having the brand come to life. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So um, temporary segue. Okay. Tommy Bahama. As you do. Since we brought uh -oh. up Tommy Bahama. Uh-oh. What'd I do? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you were involved, <laughs> but they are a fashion brand. They just opened up a resort in Florida. For mm -hmm. a branded resort, Tommy Bahama. Like a hotel? Yeah. Mm. So we'll have to talk about that on a yes, subsequent episode. So. Um, can we talk about multiple languages? If uh, uh -huh. companies are marketing and they're marketing globally, mm -hmm. or let's say in the Americas, there's multiple mm -hmm. languages. So um, does this does the AI make it easier to create oh, yeah. um, your communicate customer communication when you're trying to do multiple languages? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so simple now, the translation. Into different languages. Wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's yeah, that's been around for a number of years, mm -hmm. and it's um, so advanced now that it's like as it's like easy. we don't have to do click, the back translation and all that yeah. stuff. Click, that click, click. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 the point of entry is easy now. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So you have your your My, fast okay. Questions. So I have I have two fast round questions for you. Okay. All right. Since it is branding podcast, I'm going to ask you about brands. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite brand and why? Patagonia. Patagonia, uh -huh. why? 
Um, well, I've been a fan for decades, all the way back to when I was at college, um, because they, um, well, I love their stance around the environment mm -hmm. and their social impact stance, mm -hmm. always have. And then I love the quality of their clothes. And, you know, it was funny, like a couple of years ago, like it became really popular again. Yeah. And I still had stuff from like 25 years ago that was like still very in great shape. And so like the quality is there. Um, L.L. Bean is the same way. Like I love their customer service commitment and like how you know if something doesn't work out, you can send it back and there's always quality. So um, I guess I like that iconic like customer service. And yeah. the, but, but Patagonia was really around that social impact and what they believed in. So that aligns with me. It's really, it's true because we, we talk often about the why, mm -hmm. why you exist as a brand. Mm -hmm. And they are very true to that. Mm -hmm. And they never. Re yeah, I mean, I wore it. mine today. I, yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. Great? I know. I saw that. I was representing. Like, you didn't say that. Representing. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. My last question for you. So you're working with AI. Mm -hmm. It's part of your life. Mm -hmm. How do you use AI in your daily life? I use it every day. Every day. Every day. Well, I told you, in the, the, we've got the, the app, the Bing app on my phone. I mm -hmm. don't search any other way anymore. And I get my answers very quickly and I go back, back to work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's changed my life. And it, it's so much so that I think we should be thinking about it for holiday shopping. What should I get? Yeah. My 25 yeah. year old daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my favorite application that you example you gave was for those companies who don't want you to get in touch with them. And they hide their, their <laughs> the phone customer number. service yes. number. Yeah. And you said, hey, I just, you know, yeah. use the Bing oh, app. And there yeah. it was. I, yeah. I love that. I love that. No, I'm making a note for that. Oh my one. gosh, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Um, no, and and obviously I use use AI every day in the apps. I talked about technology Christmas when I got the Copilot in the mm -hmm. Microsoft mm -hmm. um, three, Office 365 um, suite because I work for them. Um, but that the, the efficiencies that I'm seeing left and right, and I'm like delighted by the features because you know until you really like get your fingers on it, yeah. you can't really see the the value, and then you're like. This is great. So, so we're just getting started and seeing how like in, as individuals, whether you're like on the consumer side or you're like a worker at a corporation or a university, yep. once you start like tasting it, it's like we're, we're just not going to tolerate the old way. Yeah. yeah. We just won't. Yeah. I was um, I was thinking about as you were presenting the, the first company who presented today is in the financial services area mm -hmm. and their marketing is kind of split between products that they're offering and the user experience. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about having user experience feel like it's actually in an in interaction, a relationship. Right, a conversation. Right. Yeah, and that's really what they want. Yep. Um, and so I just, I couldn't help but think, if they're still here, and some of them were, that they're making notes and that if they're not already making a heavy use that they will be yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, yeah. all right, Deb, thank you very much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The You Did What podcast is a production of the Temple University American Marketing Association student chapter. Our editors are TUAMA students Joseph Del Grippo, Abhijit Chaudhary, and Mackenzie Jones, and our technical advisor is Jennifer Zalia.